everybody, welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. If you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. And check out the YouTube channel where you can watch all the episodes of the Time Pass Podcast. If you are an auditory listener, wherever you are tuning into the Time Pass Podcast, please make sure that you are followed or subscribed on your listening platform of choice. All right, you guys, I want to talk about having a crush as an adult, right? It is not something that is just reserved for our adolescent selves. It does happen to us all through our lives, including through our adulthood. And let's talk about it because I find that the experience is very different from when I was a child writing little notes in elementary school. Do you like me circle one? Yes or no. (laughs) And then having a, a crush as an adult, right? There's more boundaries. There's more things that we have to deal with and, and nuances and you just have to be a little careful, but Let's start off with talking about what a crush is. Merriam-Webster defines a crush as the object of infatuation. And Sandeep and I, Sandeep the Inder, did a lot of research uh, to come up with facts and background info for this episode. So please do check out the show notes because I will link all the articles that we used to talk about adult crushes on the website timepasspodcast.com. Okay, so one of the first articles we we used was on abc.net, and basically what it says is you can't control who we're attracted to, and a crush is an attraction. I mean, that's how it starts out, right? You find somebody attractive, maybe you like a certain quality about them, and this was interesting that I found whether that attraction is about sexuality or them having an amazing skill or an ability that you admire, People will talk a lot about like having crushes on teachers, lecturers, bosses. This is funny, but right after I had my daughter, I found out that it's like super common for new mothers and young mothers to develop crushes on their child's pediatricians, which I thought was really weird. But like at the same time, I think I kind of like I was always very fond of my 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 child's pediatrician. I was always like. Oh, he's so nice. Like, that's a nice man. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, but it could be different parts of that person that you're attracted to. And we can't always control that. But as an adult, we get better at recognizing the fact that we're attracted to somebody and what we're attracted to. And as an adult, we get better at managing it. Now, there's this great article on psychologytoday.com. But according to the University of New Brunswick and a psychologist... Lucia O'Sullivan, adults of any age can have crushes, even when they're in a committed relationship and completely devoted to their partner. Researchers found that people in committed relationships actually reported a larger number of crushes than people who were single. The difference is, and what this article states, is that singles are more likely to act on their attraction rather rather than let their feelings linger in that unrequited stage. And of course they are because they're single. They're, if if I'm attracted to somebody and I'm single, I'm going to want to see where it goes. You know, I'm not that kid anymore who is just like scared and going to sit back. Like we don't have time for that. We're adults here. We're adults here. So we're going to try and see if, if this is a thing and see where it goes. Now I will say 
Uh, and it was so funny that I'm talking about this today because last night I was on the phone. My family, we tend to do this. My brother and my mom and I, we tend to sometimes we do this thing where we we get on like a conference call and we just like talk for like hours. And so last night was one of those nights and we were on the phone for like two hours. And I don't know how we got there, but somehow in the middle of this entire, oh, we were talking about my daughter because y'all, my daughter told her friend on Halloween that she has two boyfriends at school, two boyfriends at school. Mind you, she's seven years old, seven. And you know, it's just cute. And it's that it's at that stage. And so I had told my mom. And so my mom was telling my brother and she remembered that when I was in first grade, when I was in first grade, I came home from school one day and I was like, mom, I have a boyfriend and his name is Nathan Vega. Nathan Vega, if you're out there, you, you are my first boyfriend, whether or not you knew it or not. So my mom was making fun of me. They were teasing me and they were trying to remember my crush's name. And I think Nathan was the first person that I ever wrote one of those notes out to. Do you like me? Circle one, yes or no. You know, the funny thing is, is I can actually remember writing those notes. And I think I wrote, wrote them like, I think I wrote Nathan several, several. I know I got one back that said yes, because he was my boyfriend. <laughs> but I don't remember getting them back, <laughs> except for the one that I got back from Nathan that said yes, because that is what made him my boyfriend. <laughs> Oh my God. I don't remember, but I think I probably wrote out like to at least two different people when I was in elementary school, those little, those little love notes. But anyway, we're going to have to unpack why I don't, why I don't remember getting those notes back in another episode. But you know, it's so much easier when you're a kid, right? You're not thinking of anything. You're just like, oh, I like this person. Let me see if they like me too. We as children, we are not scared. We're able to just Boom. You, hey, I like you. Do you like me? Yes or no? Circle one. We got down to brass tacks. We did not mess around. When you're an adult, it's a little bit more complicated. And I love this sort of satirical piece that I found on <laughs> why <laughs> having a crush as an adult sucks. And it's seven reasons why. And I would like to share those seven reasons with y'all. Number one, feeling like a ball of anxiety every time you see slash talk to them. Now, ball of anxiety can also mean like butterflies. And I would have to say like, it's both. It's definitely both because I love that butterfly feeling. Like I love it when I like see somebody that I'm attracted to and I admire and I have a crush on and I get that little like giddy little butterfly feeling. It, it's exciting, you know? But then there is anxiety also, right? Because you're like, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to look like an idiot. So you're, you're anxious and you have this butterfly feeling. So it's like a, a nerve ball inside of you as an adult. So I can understand why she put that as a sucking because it can suck. I just tend to focus more on the, the butterflies. I really enjoy that feeling, that butterfly feeling. It doesn't last, right? Because once you start dating somebody or something progresses, um, those butterflies don't really last. You know, sometimes they sometimes they do. But in the beginning, it's all the time, right? You get butterflies over every little thing that your crush does. Like, And so that's exciting. And hold on to that. 
Number two, making a fool of yourself whenever you talk to them because you're so nervous. Again, it goes back to that ball of nerves type of feeling. Like when when we're nervous, we don't, myself included, so I'm gonna say when when I'm nervous, maybe I I don't say what I wanna say or like I I say something else than what I really wanted to say. And then we I sit there and I'm like, oh, why did I say that? I should have said this. You know, then we like second guess everything we said and then we're nervous about it and we're being our own worst critics. So that does definitely suck. It sucks, especially for like if you're an overthinker or you're a super anxious person and you're like sitting there kicking yourself in the foot because you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't say what I was supposed to say. Number three, and this is probably... Then I think this is the number one reason why having a crush as an adult sucks, <laughs> but it's because you don't know whether or not they like you back. We're not those innocent children anymore that can just like, hey, do you like me? Circle one, yes or no. We don't do that. There's, there's boundaries. There's circumstances, right? Like, how do you know this person? Is it a work colleague? Is it a friend of a friend? Is it family member's friend? And you don't want to ruin relationships and you don't want to make things weird. Like, I hate making things weird. I'm not somebody who wants to make things weird for myself or for other people. And then it's like, you, you just, you don't know. And it's, it's like this limbo stage where you're just kind of like, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm like rocking back and forth, but it's like this limbo stage, right? Where you don't really know if they like you or not. So you're like one foot in, one foot out, like testing the waters, treading very lightly because you don't want to, you want, you don't want the whole thing to blow up in your face. And then you don't want to make it weird for yourself when you have to see this person later. Number four, she said, trying to make excuses to hang out with them. I don't know if I really do this, but I think maybe trying to make excuses to, to talk to them or reach out to them. But yeah, I could see people trying to make excuses to hang out with their crushes and that can totally suck because you're like, what can I say that can get this person to want to hang out with me? <laughs> trying to find the right outfit for you to convince them to hang out. Now, for me, I yes and no relate to this one because I am somebody who takes pride in my appearance and I was just raised that way. My mom always taught me like when you leave the house, you look the way you want to look. And some of my friends really hate it because when we go on vacation, I'm not that I'm not the girl that can just be like, oh, let's go. Let's go downstairs and grab a coffee. Nope, I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not leaving until I brush my teeth. I've showered. I'm dressed for the day got my makeup on like I I don't I don't like to do that it's very rare the only time you'll see me leave the house like without a stitch of makeup and my hair up is if I'm going to go work out like that's that's it like you don't need to get all dressed up to go sweat <laughs> but besides that I like to put my best foot forward all the time it's just like I said it's how I was raised so I don't really focus so much about finding the right outfit for getting somebody to hang out with me, but if I know that my crush is gonna be somewhere and we're gonna be in the same room together, then I damn straight, I will be paying more attention to what I am wearing that day. I wanna make sure that I'm well put together and, and you know, I like what I'm wearing. And, and basically what it is is you, obviously you're attracted to this person and you're taking care in your appearance because you want that person to be attracted to you as well. You want to appear more attractive so we all take more pride in our appearances. 
Number six, the regret you feel after making a fool of yourself within the first 10 minutes of seeing them. Yeah, this this, this is a thing. <laughs> but again, I think we are our own worst critics. And I think like I, you know, I, I'm really hard on myself. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I messed that up royally. Like, uh, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I wasn't confident enough, whatever it is. But that's us, you know, and it's it's. It's something that we notice probably and we're harder on ourselves and maybe other people don't notice it, but it's just, I can see why the author of this particular article wrote it down there because it does. It's just, it's having a crush on someone is, it's, it's anxiety ridden. It's like filled with anxiety. It's also filled with like thrill and excitement and good things too. But like I said, it was, it seems like a satirical piece a little bit and yeah, I can I can see why she said <laughs> that she feels regret after making a fool of herself because you're always sitting there and then you're thinking like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or I didn't do that. Number seven, and this is probably like my number two. <laughs> so my number one out of her list was not knowing if they like you back because that's where all the anxiety comes from. And then the second is the endless self-debate about texting them. Do you text them? Do you not text them? When do you text them? You don't want to text too much. You don't want to text too little. It's such a balancing act, right? Like we want them to know we're interested, but we don't want them to think that we're desperate, but we don't want to come off as aloof or, you know, indifferent, but we don't want to come off as clingy or you know, too invested too soon. It's such a balancing act and you really don't know what's going on. And I think the reason why my number one is not knowing if they like you back is because that that's the number one reason. All these other behaviors and all these other anxious anxiety type thoughts and feelings that we have all stems from that. You don't know whether or not your crush likes you. And so that's why we are feeling all this anxiety and nervous balls of energy is because we don't know. We don't know. And I would say like, yeah, you don't know. And I'm a very like, let's, let's get to it. Let's cut to brass tacks. Let me see. Like, is, does this person like me or not? But I would have to say I enjoy I enjoy the the butterflies and I enjoy the excitement a little bit. I I'm liking it. I like it and not as much as I like it. <laughs> I'm probably just as much anxious about it. Like just tell me whether or not you like me or not already. <laughs> I um so it's probably like 50/50 with me, but I don't I don't feel the need to press anything because I think things should happen organically. And I think while you're waiting for, for something to happen organically, for someone to break the ice and, and, you know, make that statement or, you know, take it to that next step, it's kind of fun to enjoy the ride. Not that Fabian hasn't heard an earful about, <laughs> about my anxiousness with the situation, but you know, it's, it's nice. So just enjoy the ride for now. Like and enjoy enjoy the butterflies, enjoy the excitement because it doesn't last because once it does progress, you, you start communicating to each other normally. You know, you, you don't have that question, that thrill, right? That thrill that makes it so exciting that because then you know the answer. Yes, this person likes me. And so you can definitely still have butterflies, but that little extra 
thrill, anxious excitement that we get when we don't know that is gone. And I think for me, that's a beautiful feeling. So enjoy it. Enjoy it while you have it and and remember it because it's an exciting and, and fun time. And, you know, they don't call it a crush for nothing. Most crushes leave people crushed. So enjoy the not knowing for a while. But, of course, we all want to know. So the second part of the show, let me talk about how you can tell six reasons. Bustle.com gives us six reasons, six ways to tell if your crush likes you. Because dating as an adult can be hard AF. (laughs) Number one, eye contact. If somebody likes you, they will make eye contact with you like nobody's business. Now... Here's the thing about me. I am a very like eye contacty person. I like to look people in the eyes. If I am attracted to you, I'm definitely gonna look you in your eyes a lot more than than somebody I'm not attracted to. So I think, you know, if your crush is making eye contact with you or able to hold eye contact with you, then there's a good chance that they may be a little attracted to you as well. Number two, absent-minded affection. I think this is like non-romantic PDA. So it's like breaking that touch barrier. So whether if it's a touch on the elbow or a touch on the shoulder or maybe a a quick squeeze around the arms uh, or shoulders, you know, it's, it's, if somebody is comfortable breaking that touch barrier with you, then chances are that they want to break that touch barrier with you in a more non-platonic way, which if you're crushing on them, congrats. Number three, subtle appearance changes. So if somebody's normally not that well put together, you know, and all of a sudden you notice that they're starting to put themselves together better, or if somebody finds out that you're attracted to a certain look or you know, for example, like a beard or facial hair, and then they start to grow out their facial hair or something like that. They want to attract you. They want to impress you. They're taking better care of their appearance because they want you to notice them. Just like I was talking about when I'm picking out my outfit and I know that somebody I'm attracted to is going to be there, I take more care in making sure that my outfit looks good and put together because I want somebody to find me attractive. So if you notice that your crush starts looking a little more put together around you, they're trying to impress you. So that could be a sign that they like you back. If he or she texts first, y'all, this is my favorite. It is the best feeling ever when you like someone and you're thinking about them. And especially when you don't know, right? When you don't know whether or not they like you and you're thinking about them and we're in our head about, well, should I text? There's too much texting or not. And then they text you. Like if your crush is texting you and texts you first, that's, it's a great feeling and it's a good sign. Like it's just a, it's exciting, you know, it's super exciting and it gives you butterflies and it just affirms like, okay, maybe this person is interested in me after all. Maybe all this, all the anxiety that you're going through and all the overthinking you're doing in your head, maybe it's all going to be worth it in the end because Obviously, this person is texting you. And I think if you're on someone's mind, it, it's a natural progression, right? If somebody's thinking about you, it's a natural progression that if, if they're interested in you, they're going to reach out and they'll want to, you know, just say hi or see how your day's going. And 
enjoy that. Enjoy that feeling because it's so, it's so nice. Number five on Bustle's six ways to tell is it like an elephant they never forget. So if they remember little details about you, little things you tell them, and it can be as simple as like, hey, I'm gonna go try out this new restaurant with my best friend tonight. And maybe they talk to you a day later, two days later, and they say, oh, hey, how was that new restaurant you tried out? It's somebody who is trying to show you that they're listening to you and actively listening to you, and they're remembering things that you're telling them. So they're trying to show you that they're invested in you. And that's that's great, that's a great sign. If somebody is actually remembering the stuff that you're saying, especially me, like I spew words 100 miles an hour. So if somebody's actually remembering the things that I say and then showing me that they're interested by following up on something that I told them, I think that's a great sign. And so, yeah, I agree 100% with that. And lastly, the most obvious and the one that I think we all wish would happen sooner rather than later is if they just flat out tell you that they like you. How much easier would having a crush be as an adult if somebody just told you that they liked you? It would be so much easier. There would be no anxiety and no you know, nervousness, no nervous ball of energy, no worrying about flubbing your words in front of them. But here's the thing. You would also lose that sort of thrill excitement stage that you get when you have a crush. So it is a catch 22 in my opinion, but at some point, if you are, you know, engaging in communications with somebody that you have a crush on, it's going to naturally get there. I mean, someone you're going to find out how your crush feels sooner or later. Either one of you is going to make it known or nobody's going to make it known. And then that relationships kind of will define itself as like, oh, no, this is more of a friendship and not a romantic thing. So my advice is just enjoy it. Enjoy it while it lasts. And I know it's hard. And, you know, we don't think about adult crushes, but I think I remember, I've had like two other crushes as an adult that I remember distinctly. And it's fun, like it's fun. I think one, and actually on both of those crushes, nothing happened. They just kind of fizzled out, which I think is common for a lot of crushes. But they were both at, you know, the first one was at a crucial time for me because it was when I was going through the separation with my husband and dealing with all that with my ex-husband. So I think like it was just a little fun, exciting thing to distract me from all the mess that was going on through our separation. But, you know, again, nothing ever happened with that. It just kind of fizzled out. And then the second crush I had that I remember distinctly as an adult was just somebody that I admired. And we, you know, we, we kind of knew each other, but not really. And I still see this person every now and then. And it's kind of like that crush isn't there anymore. Like that excitement isn't there anymore. But it's, you know, we're just kind of like cordial to each other. We know each other. And it's like, hey, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But I think, you know, it just kind of fizzled out because nothing really happened on either side. Nobody really pursued it. So I think it was just more of like a short like attraction and not so much like a like a full on crush. But I do remember those those two instances. And I think, you know, I think embrace your crush, embrace your crush, have fun with it. It's it's an exciting time. This would have been such a great episode for like Valentine's Day around there, around February. But 
it is what it is. I wanted to talk about it this week, so we are talking about it, y'all. Tell me, do you have a crush? Have you had a crush as an adult? And how has it gone for you? Now, if you remember, I was talking about in that article from psychologytoday.com that they say that adults of any age can have a crush even when they're in a committed relationship and that people in this study that were committed reporting to ha reported to having more crushes than people who were single. Now, obviously, like, you can have a crush. What I thought was interesting for all my married folk out there, for all my people who are in committed relationships out there and listening to this episode and aren't single and, and can't essentially act on your crush, what this article said, check it out, but it basically said that, you know, with people who are in committed relationships and they have crushes, they don't act on them because they don't want to jeopardize what they have at home. They don't want to jeopardize the relationship with their partner, but that it could actually turn out to be a good thing because it's okay to have those feelings of excitement and fun, but then you can bring those home and channel them in with your partner and, you know, kind of spice up your love life that way. And I think, you know, that is a good way for people to have healthy crushes. And I think it's, and I think it's okay. I don't think people should be shamed if they're in a relationship and they have a crush on someone, as long as you're not acting on it. You know, if you're in a monogamous committed relationship, don't act on your crush, but it's okay to find other people attractive. I find people attractive all the time, men and women. And I'm, I'm like the first one to say it like, oh, he's a really attractive guy or like, oh, she's a really pretty, pretty woman, you know? It's okay to find people attractive. We're human, but it's just when you're in a relationship, it's it's what you do with it after the fact, you know? So for all my committed folks out there, be careful for all my single people like me, get down to brass tacks, figure out what's going on, but not too soon. Don't be impatient. Enjoy the ride. So let me know, you guys. Are you crushing on anybody? How's it going for you? How did it go for you? Did it turn out well? Did you crash and burn? How did it go? I would love to know. Shoot me an email and let me know if you are crushing on someone or if you had a really unique experience with somebody that you were crushing on. I would love to hear your feedback. That's all I've got for you guys today. Just talking about adult crushes and enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy the ride and thing, whatever will be, will be. Que sera, sera. All right, you guys, if you haven't done so already, please like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. And make sure you check out the YouTube channel where you can like, follow, and subscribe to the Time Pass Podcast. If you are a time passer, you enjoy listening to me talk about crushes or whatever else I am talking about, do me a favor and share this episode with at least one person, maybe somebody you know that's been talking your ear off about their crush. That would be great. <laughs> share it with them. Maybe it will help them get to some resolution or know that they're not alone and this is a very common thing. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you today. Stay authentic, even when you're interacting with your crush. Don't try to be somebody you're not to impress someone. Stay authentically you because if that crush does move forward, they're, they're gonna find out who you are eventually. So stay true to you, stay authentic, and I will see you next time.